I'm delighted today to be joined by comedian and acting legend Ted Robbins. Welcome to Erasing the Bar, my friend. Well, thank you very much indeed for that. It's a big honour to be sat here with you. Well, it it is. <laughs> and uh, I've never been called so many things before noon. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's nice, an early start. Nice to meet you, Connie. You too, you Got too. Got all gear set up here. I know, yeah. It's, you, a, it's taken about, what, 40 minutes for me to say Well, they up? went to the moon with less technology than this. I've got more it. plugs and wires going up there into me toaster, bouncing it off the kettle. I say my toaster. I've got a desktop screen on the floor. I've you got. Have? Do you know what any of it does? No, none of it. It just it just makes your voice louder, and that's all it's I want. It's good, but I always say when you want to sound, yeah, all right, can you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can. Okay. Yeah. Testing. Te- um, Stop it, you. I used. To, Ooh, that lot of studios they go Ted give us a sound level I go yeah how's that here it's okay and go, try it again you're, you're, break, you're break, breaking up no you see you know what you do is, and it, this is a very old gag by a comedian yeah, yeah. called Norman Collier okay you won't remember yeah but I don't think anyone <laughs> well they do they? he was a great funny uh, Yorkshire comedian Norman Collier mm-hmm. and he did he had two acts he had the chicken act and he had the open mic in an old working man's club. Harry, time for bingo. All the threes. And she's seven. Port. Harry, just that plug. There's a wire. Thank you very much. Three and eight. Legs 11. <laughs> there's another one. I can't remember which comedian he is, but he does. Oh, I think it's um, Rob Brydon. It's like a small man stuck in a box. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> 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 See, that's incredible. I'm getting a bit, I'm just getting stand up from from you here, and I'm loving it. Sit down, <laughs> sit down, yeah, sit down. But you you've had a career in within <laughs> entertainment for over. Well, four. I've, I've careered from <laughs> one disaster to another. <laughs> we'll get you, on to that. You only know you've got a career mm. when you come to the end of it, because when you start out, mm. you don't think. You just think, well, I don't know. I'm going to try and do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might do a bit of that. Oh, look at him. He's doing that. And, mm. and then finally, you think, oh, I've had a bit of a career. You've had a, you you've had plan. more than a bit of a career. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, you know, it's been forty well, years. Does it feel like it's been forty years? Forty-seven, actually. Forty-seven. Close to 50 yes. gone quick I was well when I started Variety mm. was dying mm. and my act was helping to kill it okay okay <laughs> that's my first one <laughs> I like it woofer. Um, yeah I, I came I come from I came he came mm. you saw mm. she cut it's a bit early for this <laughs> how was your bacon bussy oh stunning honestly now Bacon and egg as well, by the way. I know, I know. We don't Love it. we don't skimp here in Crosshire Booth, you know. <laughs> um, uh, a very good friend of mine mm. here mm. in in the world is Danny Baker. I've okay. known Danny for you know Danny Motormouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's very funny. And on his um, radio show, when he was allowed on the radio, mm. instead of being stupidly kicked off for some daft thing he did, I don't even remember that. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, don't get me on that subject. <laughs> But um, he had the the question was brown or red sauce? Okay. Now I'm quite interested in you, young man. Mm. Because what did you have on yours? Do you know what? I panicked just because it was you. Normally I'd go for brown, but well, why didn't you? I went red. I don't know. You went red. I went red. But I do like to mix it up, and I, d- I do know mates who have red and brown together, which is a bit of a sacrilege for, for me. But you know something? As you get older, mm. you'll have less and less sauce. Mm. I don't know because I love sauce. No, I know you do. When you how old are you? Uh, Twenty six now. It's got my wife's got tights older than that. 
We've got stuff in our deep freeze older than that. <laughs> Finder's crispy pancakes. Crispy. Yeah, older than you. Um, when you start, you have loads of tomato sauce, tomato sauce, when you're in your 20s. And then gradually, yeah. and when you're young, mm. you look at older people and go, ooh, how could you just have a bit of pepper on that? And this is another interesting thing. Go on. Nobody liked a flavoured crisp more than me when I was a lad. Although the way, the choices that you have nowadays. Yeah, oh, know, sci- incredible. Scientists work hard to create chilli, mm. Thai sweet mm. chilli. Cheese and, cheese cheese and, and bloody jalapenos and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Root of Oloroso. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But... When I were a lad. <laughs> Back in there. Well, I remember Cheese and Onion coming out. And that was like, wow, mind-blowing. Do you know there was an act called Cheese and Onion? Was that? You know, the, the days of, last days of variety, probably mm. 70s, early 80s. Right. When double acts were the thing. And right. The, you've heard of Cannon and Ball. Yeah, of course I have, um, yeah, yeah. Bobby is a, was a great pal mm. of mine, and uh, mm. they all keep going off, and mm. I'll never see him again now. Sure. <laughs> um yeah, but Cannonball, little and large, uh, Morecambe and Wise, and big. thing. Well, some of the double acts weren't quite as big, mm. and this is genuine. There's a, a double act called Cheese and Onion, Barry Cheese and Ronnie Onion. Really? No, it, and they w- were on a program called New Faces. Okay. And their act was they did it in front of a wall with cheese and onion mm. and graffiti. Mm. Well, Ronnie Onion decided to pack the business in <laughs> and go back into. Um, mobile hairdressers or whatever he did yeah and but Barry Cheese carried on mm. so he's just called Cheese <laughs> honestly he's I'm going to have to google this after you google I Cheese and Onion yeah and Barry Cheese is still making a living uh, was a minor in so many ways you know amazing and uh, yeah yeah wow there's some class acts around I tell you what was the double act called on Phoenix Nights again well Les Alanos there was Les Alanos and there was also um, Which was Les and Alan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a male and fe- it was like, a, was it Salt and Pepper or something? Oh, yeah. That, I think that was, um, yeah, series one there in Talent Trek. Yeah, it? Talent Trek. Yeah, it might Salt have been a spin off. Yeah, yeah, Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Were well, they the ones that were doing a. That was that Pete Kenshaw. I've taken care I've taken plane. <laughs> or a aeroplane. Or a train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, sat here getting this for you. I'm absolutely in my yeah, element. Talent track. <laughs> talent track. I was just looking at um, somebody sent me a clip of Phoenix because you you can't get hold of Phoenix Nights now. Really? To watch it. You can't buy the you know DVD or DVDs. Anything. Apparently, mm. not many people use DVDs now. No, it's all and, online. Um, so it's, it it hasn't been. Re- it's one of those. Well, the only kind of it's fair to say it's a fairly big show it's huge. for which I will always be eternally grateful. Mm. The reason I have a roof over my head now, <laughs> but um, it was one of those shows that's never been repeated. You know, Dave mm. and Gold and all mm. those. So I saw a clip of um, me playing mm. um, what was it called? Den Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Den Perry. And I'm rigging up Dougie, this other uh, talent scout, yeah. about talent trek. Because yeah. I'm trying to put the kibosh on um, Potter. Yeah. Getting the Phoenix yeah. up, getting talent trek. He goes, "Hello, Dougie." <laughs> It's Jenny St. Clair Claire here, which is my poor impression of... Uh, that's not poor at all, that's Well, no, on. but Peter gave it to me. I said, how can I do Dave? Because I, I knew Dave Spikey, great mm. comedian, mm. But, but I, I didn't know the character so well. And Peter, spot on, he said, mm. well, you know, Dave, he's got, he's got a slightly, slightly camp voice, and he? Hello, Jerry. 
Hello, Dougie. It's Jerry Sinclair here. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all the acts for Talent Trek, we're going to have to... Yeah, we're going to have to abandon it. Yeah. Dem Perry's got them all down at his club. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he, he, He's a fat bastard, isn't he? Oh, my God. He's so good. So good. And you, you're really good at impressions, to be fair. Your I, sister was a big impressionist, wasn't she? Well, Kate, uh, who I did uh, a couple of series with in mm. the 80, 1880s. <laughs> <laughs> Seems that long ago. Kate, um, who's had a... Enjoying a renaissance of a career, Absolutely. all thanks to her daughter, yeah. Emily yeah. Atak, mm. um, who seems to be doing quite well. She's killing it. I'll yeah. tell you a story about Emily. Go on. Well, she's three days younger than our Jack. Mm -hmm. She's born on the 18th of December, mm -hmm. 1989. Jack was the 15th. And all our family very close. We've got four sisters, all got kids, loads of us in the business, mm. different ways. And my sister Amy was an, is an actress, went to RADA. Yeah. In a thing called the Royal. In fact, when we were growing up, now this won't mean anything to you, but any older listeners over the age of 93 will get this. <laughs> we were all in show business in our family, even the sewing machine was a singer. It's just gone all there. Nothing. <laughs> just staring now, at you. If you listen to this, go and ask your mum, your mam, or your dad, or your gran, or your nan, mm. what a singer. Singer sewing machines were the thing. Singer sewing machine. The brand was called Singer. Will you remind me of that? Because I'll think no, I'll I won't. I won't bother because the moment's gone, <laughs> and I'll be dead, and it won't matter anymore. Nothing Don't matters. do that again. Jesus. No, I've, I've done that. Don't do that again. What was it like? Because you you were one of five siblings, weren't you? We, my dad uh, was a Butlins red coat. You know okay. Butlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was going back quite a bit. I was mm. born. 55, you know, mm. and my dad had um, been in the Royal Air Force. Uh, he said the day he signed up, the Japanese surrendered. He said, but he was always a uh, clowning and funny guy, Mr. Yeah. Showbiz. Yeah, he yeah. did everything in show business. He, Amazing. He was a singer, he was a um, vocalist, mm. uh, he was an agent, he was a, tried stand up comedy, mm. he was even a trampoline act for a while. No way. Until he put his back out. No way. He stood in at the last minute with this trampoline act, with a double act, and they used to do crossovers, so they'd bounce up and down, Jesus. up and down, then, then, then they'd slide and miss each other, fall on the tummy down. Da That's da niche, and that's amazing. Yeah, well, it was niche. Yeah, he, yeah. He lasted three hours and his back was gone. Mm. But that was that act, and we kept. Uh, but he started off at Butlins and yeah. he met my mum at yeah. Puthelli, <laughs> North Wales. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, I'm with and you. I'm with he's, you. He's from Wrexham, my dad. He was. Yeah, he's a Wrexham fan. Oh, mm. big Wrexham when fan. He, when he died, um, Jack and I were invited to the race course ground mm. and we, we, we sat on the um, centre line, which mm. was difficult when they were playing. You know, to play around. No, I mean in the cup. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but before the game... The teams stood and um, they put on the um, big screen mm. picture of my dad, Amazing. Mike Robin, 70 years of red. You Class. Know? And uh, yeah, we, we had some great time. But uh, he he left the RAF and then went into um, into Butlins, mm. which in those days was very much like, mm. do you remember a series called Heidi High? Uh, I do remember a series called Heidi yeah. High. I think my grandma used to watch Heidi yeah, High, Ted Garty. Mm. Mm. It was just like that. Wow. And Jimmy Perry, who co-wrote it, was a red coat himself. Right, okay. And um, it was very true to form. And it was all done 
because after the war people were desperate to have holidays mm. but people were willing to be slightly mm. regimented mm. so they were called camps mm. you know they used to call it butlets yeah. was the joke you know <laughs> okay. dig an escape tunnel um, but it was all set on houses and there were Windsor Tudor again a few others um, for, there were four houses and you, you competed in competitions mm. and there was something on mm. all time mm. you know there was something on for everybody and there were knobbly knees competitions and, right okay and I, went, I was a red coat eventually in, in Blackpool did uh, you enjoy the, it? Easy, oh I had a great Love time yeah. yeah you know it, and there's still oh, I think my voice is breaking <laughs> Is that possible? Sixty-five. Re-breaking. Yeah. Mine's been doing that, you know. Mine keeps going well, I've really got, high. I've still got pimples <laughs> at sixty-five. I can't see any. Oh, that's, that's makeup, darling. That's I applied up. it. <laughs> Moving on. Moving swiftly on. Um, obviously, going back to, to your family. So, like I said, you so wanna... yeah, there were the butlers, and um, mm. my dad, my mum went on holiday with her friend mm. uh, for a week. She was a typist in. Uh, Liverpool mm. when they were called typists mm. and typists were always female young women and she was very 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 pretty mm. uh, young lady my mum and beautiful woman and as you can see looking at all my sisters I don't know what happened with me to quote an old Les Dawson gag my full name is uh, Ted Tuesday Robbins Tuesday yeah. Robbins because when I was born my dad took one look at me and said let's call it a day <laughs> <laughs> Good gag, then. Eh? I was a I was a war baby. When I was born, my parents took one look at me and started fighting. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna remember all these because at some point in you my won't, life you won't. I've done, that's what best. all comics base their whole livelihood on mm. the f hope that the audience won't have a good memory. <laughs> Because I do gags now hmm. that are so old, no one can remember them. Really? Judy sometimes goes, are you really only six? Are you sure you're not 130? Because my dad worshipped and loved the old days of variety. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. born in the music, like Tommy Cockles, you know, mm. in the fast show. Mm. Remember Tommy Cockles? Mm. Born and raised in the musicals. <laughs> musicals. And, but comedy, great comedy. Yeah. And there was all, and do you know who used to say this? Ken Dodd. Mm. Oh, I knew Doddy quite by Jove. What a wonderful Ken day. Ken Dodd's a legend as well. What a wonderful day for putting on your kilt, <laughs> doing a handstand and shouting, how's that for a shuttlecock? <laughs> by Jove. What a beautiful day for wrapping both your legs around the back of your head and shouting, hey, up, missus, how's that for oven-ready turkey? By oh Jove. But, um... Don't make him like that anymore. Doddy used to say, and he was a great historian, very well-read man, Ken, mm. and, and really was. Mm. Spent a lot of time in libraries and go and talk mm. quite seriously because you know you never thought of Doddy's anything but by Joe Mrs. Mm. And all yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. tickling sticks <laughs> but he was one of a, 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 a breed that's probably all gone now. Mm. although you still see elements of him and that kind of daft surreal humor mm. was with Vic and Bob mm. even Harry Hill I you know. they would have been watching him when they were growing up and, and getting yeah, into the game yeah. and, so. and, and all I think most comedians worth their salt today mm. Um, uh, acknowledge the, you know the great and good ones and Ken used to say Ken mm. <laughs> used to say um, you know there, there was always good and bad all the time you know there was, there was rubbish years ago yeah. and there was good stuff years ago yeah. the trouble is we 
we tend to forget the rubbish, you mm, know. Mm. And it, it's absolutely true. And yeah, it, it's it is. it's like people say, oh, and I, I try not to get as I get older, go. They're not funny anymore. This there's always funny. And I think they're all yeah. I, I think what's happened, and again, this mm. is something Doddy said to me. He said, I think the trouble with a lot of comics is today younger standard everyone's younger when you get to our age but he said they have no real heart for it it's like they go to university do a bit of stand up mm. get signed up by an agent maybe do some of the comedy clubs have a set routine mm. which is now what it's called a set yeah when I was starting the business it was a spot you did a spot or in my case more of a rash <laughs> but um, <laughs> you do a spot and then you know, you'd get your Channel 4 series and then you'd go to Edinburgh yeah. and get another series yeah. and then you'd write a book yeah. and, you know, that's great mm. if you're funny. Mm. Do you think and it's easier to get bigger now without putting less work in? Um, no, it, it's the old saying, if you can fool some of the people all of the time mm. but you can't pluck feathers off a frog okay. or whatever the saying is. <laughs> like I, that saying. I, I don't know. I, mm. um, I think the old adage is still true mm. That's in the days before multimedia, yeah. before television, people were skeptical about mm. television and radio because you had an act. If you were a working comedian, mm. particularly, you you had a routine. Yeah, you had your twenty-five minutes, half an hour, and you would book that out in every club. You'd work up and down the mm. country, and you could do the same act because mm. nobody had heard it before. Mm. Do it once on TV, gone. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to write new stuff, yeah. and I think that's the pressure on people. Yeah, yeah. Is to, but the irony is, lots of people still like a joke even though they know it. Yeah, it's of the course. old gag, isn't it, about yeah. the uh, alternative comedian? I'm sorry to use that phrase, but in a, in a real old working man's club, mm. doing all the stuff about my fridge and uh, you know my Oyster card doesn't work anymore, <laughs> and um, and, uh, and somebody after about twenty minutes just shouted, "For God's sake!" Tell us one we know. <laughs> that's come full circle, that's saying yeah, then, hasn't it? Tell us one we know, you know. That's great. And I used to get requests for, for example, I for a long period, uh, I won't say the doldrums, but my career's been, been up and down hmm. like a bride's nighty. And, um, <laughs> and when I first met Judith, I'd done series with my sister Kate, yep. but she was an impressionist and I wasn't really. And hmm. I, I, I think I didn't quite know what to do with myself. The TV companies didn't. And for a while, you know, I couldn't get arrested. So I started doing warm-ups because yeah. I had little things yeah. to concentrate on, like um, little things for the kids that made life such a pleasure, mm. like bread and shoes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> those essentials. Thank you, Daddy, for the <laughs> bread and shoes um, that we can chew on. Um <laughs> So I, I became, not by design, yeah. but by circumstance, uh, you know, at the age of early 30s, mm. I was sort of slightly burnt out. Really? Be well, because I, I kind of missed, I was old school, mm. bow tie kind mm. of clubs, because of my background and yeah. because of my dad, you know, and uh, as the new wave came along mm. with... Um, with Alexis Sale and the Young Ones and the Comedy Store mm. and great direct, great stuff, mm. and they kicked the you know the quite right too, you know the, mm. the kind of clique yeah. which was 
God rest his soul, Tarby and Jim. No, Tarby's still with us. But um, <laughs> Brucey and all those playing yeah. golf and yeah. Pringle sweaters. And, yeah. and the, the, they said, oh, it's, it's a load of click. It's come full circle now. Yeah. And a lot of the comics say, well, actually, they're really good comics. You yeah. know? And Jimmy Tarbot, was a, he was the young punk comic of his time. He yeah. was the irreverent fifth Beatle, as they called it. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he did the live from... Um, London Palladium mm. and all that. So nothing really changes. Mm. And it's just, uh, and I, what I love doing occasionally is throwing them. Um, so I used to do the warm ups. Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes you'd have to be on for, you'd be in the studio for four hours with the same audience. Jesus. You know, I, and, like, uh, I imagine it was hard work sometimes. Oh, it was terribly hard work. Mm. This is why they always needed somebody who was quite good at it. And I was quite good yeah, at it. Like in fact, imagine, I was yeah. very good at it. But it's not something you want to become yeah. very good at. Yeah. And, and Jason Manford tells, funnily enough, on a podcast recently mm. with Will, Will Meller, is it? And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He was talking, and I was, I'd started getting some more acting work after Phoenix mm. Nights mm. because t- TV sees you as what you're good at. So yeah. I was a very good warm up man because I knew how it worked. Mm. I was ex red coat, so I could ad lib. Mm. I didn't just have a 20 minute, half an hour set. Mm. Where the floor manager goes right, stop. You th- well, what you know? Yeah. You have to get used to just going with it. And um, uh, Jason um, Manford. Manford. Yeah. I was in a thing called uh, Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps. Crisps. Yeah. And I had a part in that. It was lovely. I was playing a, a rather, rather fragrant cruise director. Okay. <laughs> My best <laughs> I line. I remember this. Oh, um, I'm shit. I'm, it, I'm a shaven haven from here downwards, darling. <laughs> anyway, probably wouldn't be allowed today. But um, yeah, true. They said, "Oh, we've got this uh, young warm-up guy. Who you'd like to meet afterwards." So I was, you know, being a actor. Yeah. And you never get to see other warm-up acts really because mm. you're always warming up. Mm. And it was at the studios in that there, London. Mm. And Jason came on, very relaxed, very nice, very warm, as he is as a man. Yeah. He's a lovely fella. And um, I watched him without him knowing from the wings, and I thought, by heck, he's good. He's really good. So you, you could you spot that and see that him getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Well, no. What happened wasn't Jason. He told this story recently on on a podcast hmm. with Ralph Little. I know exactly which podcast you mean now, by the way. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's the one lots of people listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this one. Like this one, of course. Are you there, mother? <laughs> She won't even be listening, my mum. Well, she won't, but she'll be dead ten years. Um, she's up there now, <laughs> pinching the lead off the roof. Um, so yeah, but um, so Jason, so I watched him, really good at doing the warm-up. Yeah. Afterwards, we're in the green room having a, uh, a jar or three, and mm. uh, he said, Ted, I, I wonder a word with you. You know, you, you do a lot of these, don't you? I mm. said, I do. Yeah. He said, uh, well, I've been offered um, a lot, and at the time... A warm up then you were getting he was getting about 250 a, a gig okay which yeah. how, know, how long ago was this well that's probably nearer 20 years really ago. but um so you know and then as he said you know if you're in a comedy store and you got 40 quid one club and then mm. 50 you might get 120 yeah for doing two gigs or something like that he said it was great now there's another they've offered me the rest of this series and the next series Amazing. as well he said the money's great he said, what do you think? And I said, I said, no, this isn't because I want the job, mm. because I don't. Mm. I said, if you were my son, I would say, save yourself, 
do what you've got booked in to do do yep. them yeah then don't do any more so what's the reason behind that then because in 20 years time you'll still be doing warm-ups okay so you need to go on a different path absolutely mm. I didn't get off that path mm. and 20 years on 30 years on I was still doing warm-ups mm. and I made a good living out of it but if it wasn't for Phoenix Knights resurrect you know meeting Peter and yeah. Patrick yeah. on a train coming out of Houston after I'd just done That's the warm-ups for Blind Date yeah. Peter's on the train and with, with Patrick and he just started doing a show called the 11 o'clock show for Channel yeah, I've heard of that, yeah, yeah. and I'd only become aware vaguely aware of this young comedian they were calling him the young hmm. the new Les Dawson do you remember hmm. Les Dawson I, I recognise the name yeah, I recognise the generational he was, a, he was a real work, working man's clubs little Lancastrian fan <laughs> Les was famous for the mother-in-law joke right okay which you know, is well the wife's mother came round last night I could tell it's the wife's mother because the budgie had welded his head under his belt she stood there in the doorway wind and rain pelting off her mac I said don't just stand there getting freezing cold I said sad off <laughs> I took her on holiday with me I'd take her everywhere I'd say as a kiss of goodbye and um, he, he, he presented uh, Blankety Blank I feel like I recognise because you were doing a little bit of an accent then I feel like I recognise his voice a little bit. Les, yeah, he was mm. marvellous. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I know yeah, what you yeah. mean. You, you look Les, he, yeah. was, he was the Michael McIntyre of his age. You know. But um, I've completely lost the thread now. <laughs> it's all good, we were talking about... Yeah, no, no, old comics. So, so Jason didn't uh, go down that path. Mm. And every time I see him, mm. he says... Uh, Best advice you. you ever gave me, kind and of thing. He's a multi-millionaire. Yeah, killing I say, well, I'll just call it... 50 grand for mm. professional services, advice, <laughs> 100%. consultancy fee. Yeah, he owes you, he owes you big yeah, time I never there. saw him again after that. <laughs> yeah. Never in touch now. No, he's a very, very, very nice man. He is, he comes across very, very well and he's a hilarious. But it, it was very, very recently, 20 years, but it's nearly to the day since Phoenix Nights came out. Does, yeah. it, does it feel well, like... Well, they, they made a mistake. They were going to do a, a special <laughs> broadcast or something. Right. A show. Mm. And it was going to be the 20th anniversary and somebody... They printed the posters. Right. And I think Peter said this somewhere. And they realised it was 19 years. <laughs> For God's sake. So the typical Phoenix, he said, it's actually quite suitable. Yeah. Celebrate our 19th year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. It was. That's unbelievable. Well, what was it like working with the likes of Peter Kay, Dave Spikey, Fadiby Guinness, uh, you know, Justin Morehouse? Hell. Yeah. No <laughs> How way. much of it was improv? Well, uh, Pete, Peter and and you know and Dave and Neil Fitzmorris mm. actually wrote it together. It was Peter Kay's Phoenix yeah. Nights, but they got together and um, mm. you know they all did it between them really. But but it is it was Peter's and his mm. Peter's gig, and mm. um, he'd write these brilliant scripts which he could remember word for word. That's mad! Wow, you know, um, and I remember. He said once, before we started the second series, he said, uh, he rang me up and said, oh, Den's going to be in it right from the start. You know, I said, oh, that's great. Mm. Uh, and the second series starts with, you know, uh, what, what what caused the fire? You know, a fag. <laughs> oh, Jerry, no, I won't do the gag now. But. <laughs> or a cigar. Do. A cigar? Why two words? Yeah, Den yeah. Perry. Den Perry. Den Perry did it and all that yeah. stuff. So even though I wasn't on much in the first episode, yeah. The name was out there. They referenced and every, all the time. And every time I went anywhere, they go, it's Dan Perry, you're <laughs> the club, which I'm very grateful for. 
but um so he he'd write these scripts and i went to see him mm. at the club st gregory's mm. in farnworth do you know do you know where it is uh, someone it's on the podcast talks about it before just actually before bolton itself yeah 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 and it's the type of club pete used to go to with deirdre yeah. his mum and all of his sister Amazing. and family Love it. and um he said i'll meet you down the club uh about six in the evening mm. he said he was interviewing director or cameraman or okay and uh, he said, oh, I've, I've written it up. Do you, want, do you want to know what it's like? The first? I said, yes, please. So I sat down mm. and he started doing all the parts. Yeah. And I looked at my watch and it was exactly half an hour. Yeah. And he did every character. No way. Word for word. No way. And I said, God, that's funny, Peter. I'm what I thought he was. He said, what, uh, do you want to hear the second one? I said, well, yeah. Mm. And he went all the way through just half an hour just over half an hour because normally you shoot something if a half hour yeah they'll shoot an hour and 10 minutes of it and, and edit it down the rest is yeah yeah but it was just like no no we're doing that we're doing that mm. we're doing that mm. and it, it was it was phenomenal mm. you know and he, he but but having said that like the the scene in the first uh series where we're at the banana grove i, I know which one you're gonna say and i'm standing there and my first how, what, what, can we say words on this podcast? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, well, it's a, a lady, safe space. A lady came up to me in Blackpool, mm. which was unusual in itself. <laughs> a lady, and um, I don't know why I was there, but it was there. I was on the North Pier, and the winds pelting across. Yeah. August. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, and she had one of those old handheld tape recorders. Yeah. A bit like what you've got here, <laughs> and um, she, as advertised on Crime Watch. <laughs> And she, she held up, she said, she said, Dem Perry? I said, well, Ted Robbins, yeah, you played, you were Dem Perry, weren't you? I said, yeah. She said, right, I'm recording famous people's words, the first things they said. Will you say the first things you said on Phoenix Nights? Yeah. I said, no idea. <laughs> and she told me. Was so it? I had to record it in the middle of the day, and these are the words. It cuts to me. I'm on stage talking to the other... No, it wasn't Keith. Was it not Keith I'm, just, I'm on his den, Miss mm -hmm. talking to all the other concert secretaries mm -hmm. and bookers about when talent tracks come in and yeah. the acts that the special acts were going to get in. Yeah, and it comes to me halfway through a sentence, so, and it just goes, and I say, so as I say, she has got a cock, so you have been warned. <laughs> now, yeah. she, oh, I didn't get it. You say it again, and I swear, as I'm saying it, this young family walked past the kid. Great Blackpool's really going down. It's really rough around here. Yes, it's not now. It's Great Blackpool. Oh, I've not been to Blackpool for years, but it's. A, they used to say it was a similar town to uh, Las Vegas. Really? Yeah. Well, in both towns, you could pay for sex with <laughs> chips. <laughs> hey, up! There's another one. Fido. Don't laugh, just tick them off. Oh, I love it. Tick I wish I off. could remember them all, though. Well, you've, you've got them on tape. You've oh, yeah, true. I could, I could, I could relive it. You'll be touring it. You'll see me all doing the introductions. I was touring it 30 years ago, mate. <laughs> One of my favourite parts, this was a great reason why I wanted to get you on the podcast because I knew I could re-watch Phoenix Nights. And I was watching the outtakes, right? Yeah. And one of the, oh. the favourite scenes is when you're introducing Keith Lard onto... onto <laughs> you're like, it's a good laugh, this, lads. He likes a good laugh. He, his, his bark's worse than his bites. Yeah. yeah. A, a look of satisfaction. Uh, in exactly. Bed with a, in bed with a... Um, <laughs> What was it a look of satisfaction rarely seen on an Airedale telly? Yeah, and um, he's drawing a dog. Is he drawing a dog? <laughs> Ideally, 
But of course, that that led to um, one of the great kind of confusions and legends mm. that people thought it was a gag. Right. That at the end, they said um, we would like to apologise to Mr. Keith. Yes. Led. Yes. It, not. It's not based not on the firefighter. Uh, well, like, he is a firefighter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And whose service is uh, second is well acknowledged in the Bolton area, mm. and his service to safety and fire yeah. safety, and in so much so that we have um, come to some arrangements. Oh to my get, God! And I, everyone thought it was a gag, but it's true. That's crazy. And Peter said he used to come around to the school. Yeah. And give fire talks, and he'd say things like, which never made the show, but. Apparently, one of the things that really made Peter laugh as mm-hmm. a schoolboy was, um, you know, he said, uh, I call fire Linford Christie because he can cover 100 metres in 10 seconds. <laughs> so he's a kind of... And, I th- yeah. and then I thought up and I gave Peter this line. I said, you can laugh or burn. It's your choice. That's my line. <laughs> that's unreal. That's one of the that's best lines. Mine, yeah? Laugh or burn. Oh, my and, um, God. If you care to take the lead... <laughs> and uh, so quite rightly this this fellow was laughing at first yeah, until yeah. his mate said they're taking the rip out of you yeah 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 but um i'm sure he's dedicated yeah 100 one of the other ones yeah. was uh up in flames woof, woof yeah. <laughs> the boogie was a thousand miles high another widow sick people out there disco oh, inferno disco inferno oh my god this is uh i'm I'm loving this. <laughs> Absolutely loving it. But let's talk about children's entertainment as well because you're you you're big on that. Yeah. Obviously, you played. Well, I, I was big everywhere. Yeah. I was. Yeah, the slammer. Yes, which the you slammer. Have seen when I you remember were the about slammer, 12. the governor. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it was twelve years ago we started it. That's crazy. It? Well, it, the producer is a, f- a fellow called Steve Ride. Okay. Not Steve Ryder, the sports guy. Steve mm. Ride, who is. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. A good friend of mine. Thanks mm. for all the work. He's got Steve. a lot of friends. Yeah. He's got four BAFTAs for children's TV. You got a BAFTA, didn't you? Well, it's rather sore point that. Oh, sorry. sorry to bring you that. No, up. no, no. Thanks for bringing that up. I'll get to that in time. Yeah. So Steve produced. He produced Dick and Dom in the yeah, bungalow. Bungalow. Yeah, yeah. Massive hit. Huge. Got a BAFTA for that. Right. And. Um, Dick and Dom got the BAFTA because their names on it, Dick and Dom, mm-hmm. is on the thing. Yeah. Uh, then he, he was asked by uh, CBBC to do a children's talent show. Right. Now, the normal kind of um, approach to that might be seen as the, the, the standard version. Well, we'll do a children's, we'll have glittery, spangly bits hanging mm. on the back. Mm. You know, um, tinsel, mm. we'll have a revolving ball and a spotlight, yeah. the cheesy yeah, yeah, chairman. Yeah. And here she is. At the age of twelve, singing "My Mother's Eyes," it's yeah, yeah. Connie McPherson <laughs> from Salford, um, which I'm sure Connie McPherson sort of very good. But Steve came up with this fabulous idea, yeah, of uh, it being set in a children's prison. Okay, yeah, uh, no, a prison for people who've committed crimes against show business. Right, yeah, I remember this. Judged by kids, yeah. He would never get commissioned today, that. Well, true. true. But it was a massive hit. But it was a massive hit. hit. It was huge. And I was the governor of this jolly prison yeah, show. Yeah. So we evolved it. And sure enough, it got the BAFTA for Best Children's Entertainment that year. Okay. And it was called just The Slammer. Okay. So it wasn't... So Steve got another well-deserved BAFTA. Mm. Uh, the director who managed to point the camera in the right 
direction mm. twice. Mm. Got up after. But you didn't. My name wasn't on it. Oh, that's bollocks. And I'm not. Did you just say bollocks then? <laughs> I did. Is me worrying whether you say bum or something? See, that's the kind of thing that would get you put in the slammer. I'd, I'd love to be put in the slammer. I was watching it again. I watched it again the other day and some I was like, acts. And we had some brilliant. big acts. We had McFly were on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had some um, great suits, by the way. You, oh, had, a, you had a massive white tuxedo on the one I, I did, watched. yeah. I was using the sight screen at Lord's <laughs> Cricket Ground. I was a big lad then. I mean, I'm fairly You've lost loads now. of weight now. I've lost about four yeah, yeah, stone. Yeah. Well, death is a marvellous way of encouraging well, you Well, we're going to come on to that. We're going to come on to that. The it, dying yeah. diet is very good. It focuses the mind. Yeah, I can imagine. Before we do go on to that, how rewarding do you, do you find, obviously, children's entertainment? Because I noticed that you oh, did I Thomas did. and Friends narration as well, didn't you? That's right. Mm. I did. Well, I did the um, tapes. Yeah. The, as it were then because yeah, yeah, yeah. how long ago well Ringo had started off I say Ringo because mm. I know well Sir Ringo that's crazy and he was Thomas oh no Sir Thomas chuff chuff I'm coming <laughs> I can great. do it I can do it at Sodor not Sodor Sodor yeah, yeah, yeah. now you said bollocks I can say anything <laughs> you can say like. whatever you want go on piss off <laughs> now the, what I've just said and then going on to talking about that <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, they asked me to do, and then Michael Angelus did it. Another sadly died a while ago, Michael. Right. But um, he was, um, we always say sadly died. Not many go, hey, hey. <laughs> Gladly died. Here I go. <laughs> um, well, I sort of did. I was getting some laughs. Yeah, well, they wouldn't have known, would they? Like, we, were talk- we were talking about it off, off air, and Jesus well, Christ. If I'd have known, I wouldn't have turned up. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, let's talk about that, right? So, okay. 2015. Right. First um, nights. First uh, night of Phoenix right, Nights Live. Just to go back in time. When I was a boy, mm. when I was 11, mm. I had a, an old-fashioned disease, one that you very rarely hear of nowadays. Okay. Which is, or it isn't as serious, but it was very serious, uh, called rheumatic fever, which can affect, or it does affect the heart. Okay. And it left me with a slight scarring on my aortic... Um, but uh, not the aortic valve. Anyway, one of the valves in mm, the heart, mm. and um, it scars up and it calcifies after a while. Mm. So I, I couldn't do games and sports at school, and I went to a, a typical kind of boys' grammar school where yeah. rugger was the thing. Yeah. And most lads spent their time trying to hide and not play rugger. Mm, rugger. Well, for, for three years, I couldn't do it. So there's nothing like making you want to do something. You love sports than as well. watching it, yeah. Mm, must have been hard, that. As, as I said to my wife and I, <laughs> when in there. Um, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But anyway. <laughs> I'm still laughing. <laughs> well, it's true. If you yeah. get people going, yeah. you can say nothing at all. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I've got a story about that, but anyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, so it lay dormant. I took up rugby because I just... I wasn't any good at footy mm-hmm. and I was a big lad and they put me in the scrum and I was quite good at it and I, mm. it's something I took up and I, I played for the first team mm. I was in the county squad as a as a blindside coward and uh, but loved the game and yeah. the Sun Jack still does and plays for Rossendale and for um, uh, Eccles where he lives closer to Eccles okay great. Great, great bunch of lads mm. and also um People like Sam Bedlow, yes, whose dad I played with. He's with Bristol Bears yes, now, and he's, he's killing it. He's yeah. playing European stuff, yeah. and his younger brother Joe mm. plays for Sale Sharks. Mm. You know, he scored a try the other night. Runs in the family, doesn't it? It does. And, and their brother is uh, a doctor, but he's also a, a great player. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
so anyway life goes on and I play and I'm fit and I'm trying to at the same time you know do lots of different things mm. and I, I ran a half marathon years and years bloody ago bloody hell bye yeah bye. Um, it's not as fun now they call it Snickers is it <laughs> Snickers marathon yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember it being a marathon I'm pretty sure they brought it back out a few years ago you know do you know if you're ever doing a radio show and you don't know what to talk about and you want people to ring in mm. all you have to say is do you remember the sweets we used to have when we were young? <laughs> well, I guess everyone involved. Light up. You can spend all night thinking now, what should we talk about this contemporary yeah. media? Do you remember the Dime bars? Do you, do you remember the Aztec bar? <laughs> yeah, I, know, Aztec? I know Dime, I don't know Aztec. No, Dime, Dime's still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a cracknel, really. Yeah, yeah. It's a fabulous uh, sweet. Have you had the Dime, the frozen Dime cake from Ikea? Oh, no. Oh, my days. Ted, you'd love it. Is it nice? Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll try it. It's incredible. From Ikea? Ikea, yeah, yeah. Mate of mine um, was li- living in New Zealand for a while. Mm. And he was trying to get stuff for his flat. So he went up to this uh, big Kiwi near Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, excuse me, mate. He said, yeah, what can I do for you? Good day, mate. He said, um, could you tell me where I could find a Swedish-based flat pack furniture store? Yeah. And he said, do I look like Ikea? <laughs> That's a good gag, isn't I'm it? I'm writing them all down. When I edit this, I'm writing them all down. I'm gonna, I I'm gonna Liverpool's going to say, hey, there's been a fire at Tesco's. Has there? No Tesco's? <laughs> You're killing You're me. You're a good audience. You're killing me. Way. You're very good. <laughs> yeah, but just think about it. I'm sat here with Ted Robbins getting yeah, a personal ooh, show. I was going to give you... I've only got pounds, sorry. <laughs> what do you do with buskers now? I don't have any... I'd never carry cash. I and know, in Manchester. But you've got to do that pathetic thing of, yeah. I haven't got any... Anything. I do it daily, daily. And I feel bad because, like, especially there's a lot of homeless people in Manchester, but I never have cash on me because it's just tap, tap, tap. Well, but don't some buskers take a... You can tap now, apparently. I won't be surprised. Credit card, yeah. I won't be surprised. <laughs> but would you tap it? Well, <laughs> that's, that's the problem, isn't it? See, there you go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I know the guy would, but yeah. But let's go back to, to 2015, okay? And it's the first night, Phoenix Nights Live. Yeah. So I'd I'd um I'd had my massive fever, and then in my mid 50s, I clapped a load of weight on. I'd stopped mm. training, and I I started stop weighing myself when it goes past 20 stone. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm only five foot nine, so. Mm. Um, as Ricky Gervais says, it is quite heavy for what is basically a land mammal. <laughs> Have you heard him do that routine? He goes, you know, people, the, my 600 body, you know when you get past 40 stone? <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think, well, well actually, that's, yeah. you know. It's borderline not human anymore. Give the fried Mars bars. <laughs> but you don't. And, uh, you know, I was, I mean, when I was very, very fit as a younger man, mm. I was 15 stone. Mm. I was a prop forward, you know, mm. with the fat boys. But I was fit and I could mm. But uh, I'd started developing trouble wheezing and breathing. Because I'm so sharp, I, I'd gone to the hospital. Yeah. I'd had an angiogram and they said, look, you, you, um, you've got like scarring you, on you. you yeah. your val- heart valve, you need a new heart valve and two new pipes. Oh, uh, my days. Arteries. Yeah. You know, but it's surgery, but it, it focuses the mind somewhat. Mm. I went, oh, yeah. right. And for anyone who's been through or got family who've been through heart surgery, open heart surgery, can I just say one sensible thing mm. that might help somebody? If you've just found out you've got to have it, 
try not to worry yourself sick mm. because these got these people just do it all the time yeah it's a fabulous thing and I, I, later i had it done and you can't believe it. it's terrifying mm. but it's not terrifying because it's just done and it'll as somebody once said to me it'll become it, there'll come a time when it won't be the first thing you think about every yeah. time you wake up yeah but i so i'd had this and i was due i'd gone to see the surgeon at blackpool victoria which is a uh, a specialist mm. place for coronary okay. treatment, right. which always struck me as quite ironically Blackpool mm. and great coronary care. You know, you want to put together, fried, you? fried Mars bars again, chips. <laughs> go on the big one, and then a belly full of ale down at um, what's that great thing pub on the front? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, the Merry England bar. Yeah, and some chips on the way home, and then a heart surgery and a cardiac arrest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they were very good. Now I went to see the uh, surgeon. Mm. And uh, he said, take your clothes off. I said, well, shouldn't you buy me a drink first? He said, <laughs> he said how long has it been like that? I said, that's as long as it's ever been. <laughs> no, keep on um, going, keep on going. He, he said, take your clothes off. I said, where should I put them? He said, on top of mine. <laughs> this is very old stuff, which quite rightly is wrong, sexist, <laughs> and probably... Uh, Everything. Um, you need to go into the operation. So my wife Judy was with me. Mm. Um, she was with me all the way. You know, I love Judy by the way. Oh, I had the pleasure of meeting her yesterday. You? <laughs> well, you know, when I started off in this career and I couldn't get arrested, she was by my side. And then, yeah. I'll be honest with you, we had a period where I had no money at all. Yeah. And the house repossessed. She was by my side. Right, amazing. And I went bankrupt. Mm. She was by my side. Mm. And I had a massive heart attack. By her side. She was by my side. Mm. I said to her, Judy, you know. Jinx. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> now that is a joke for somebody that you must never admit from the Satan of comedians now. Okay. And you must never say his name in certain company because uh, people will faint with horror. Okay. And it was Mr. Bernard Manning. Bernard Manning. That's wow. right. Bernard Manning. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, where, how can you start on Bernard? I shouldn't really. Bernard Manning Except is a, a he name. was, you know, you look at it now, or even at the time, you think, oof, you mm. know, he did. But all I'll say is, honestly, he was very funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's a bit, not the same to put it in, but for example, I, seriously, I, I love literature and poetry and, uh, Philip Larkins, one of my favourite poets, and a wonderful, wonderful poet and writer. Mm. And uh, the Wits and Weddings is just a work of art in itself. Mm. And, and yet, when you start reading about the man, horrible. Really? Oh, the sort of letters to Kingsley Amis, matters of race, of misogyny, and Bloody you know, not exactly somebody now say what a wonderful man mm. but his art is mm. absolutely brilliant mm. and that's what gets lost in time so bernard was all those things and i met him several times and he was an old swine i was doing the warm-up for um mrs merton's show when he was on okay and he's on with richard um i don't believe it oh, I don't. yeah from um i don't know his last oh, name God forgive one me, foot richard. in the grave yeah yep oh that's terrible anyway he and bernard was horrible to him and mm. he got he got the ump Mm. Because um, Caroline was a good friend of mine, and mm. she came up. She said, "Oh, Ted," she said, well, "I've got Bernard on." Well, she's dressed as Mrs. Merton, you know. Oh, he's going to be awful, isn't he? And I said, "No." I thought, and this this was the time of I used to call it the kind of glasnost mm. of comedy, where people were starting to say people like 
you know, um, like like so many artists who mm. are working now yeah. will realise that people like Bob Monkhouse is a great yeah. comedian. Yeah. Whereas 15, 20 years ago, they're all cheesy bow ties. Mm. But, you know, it's throwing the baby out of bathwater. And I thought the way things were going, Bernard, who Peter did base a lot of the Phoenix Club really? on his club, the Embassy Club. Right, okay, I didn't even know he had a club. Yeah, wow. yeah, the Embassy Club's in, um, uh, just coming into Manchester, I'll tell you where it is. It's in Manchester as well, wow. Um, no, Norris. Anyway, you, you wrote, ring in with the answer to where Bernard's Club <laughs> yeah. still there. Picture the old devil there on the front. Yeah. And he was, uh, he, he, he did say, Jokes Terrible, now yeah, that he yeah. wouldn't say and yeah. do, but a lot of people laughed, you know, mm. and uh, and he was in the club, we were in the club, and um, oh, let's not go into some of these things, but he could be very, very funny, mm. you know. For example, the one joke I tell of is that you can tell. Mm. He said, "I came out of the studios. There's all these fellas running down the road." I said, "What's happened?" He said, "There's a lion escaped from the circus." I said, which way is it headed? He said, you don't think we're fucking chasing it, do you? <laughs> now, that's funny, you know. Yeah. But, um, but a lot of the stuff that he did say were probably borderline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So what were we talking about? Oh, the night I died. Yeah, the night you actually, and if actually I had a left, pound, left the world. The night, if I had a pound for everyone who'd said, who said since, mm. well, Ted, at least it's not the first time you died on stage. See, why good. didn't I? Why didn't I think of that? Because, because I would have been like, "Oh my god, I've just said this to Ted." I know. I, mean, well, I never will have heard it. that before. Oh, you know. <laughs> well, actually, again to quote Bernie, and I don't. I'm not making out. I revere his memory, and he mm. said terrible things, mm. but he he did have a knack for saying things. Like somebody shouted at him once uh, as he was coming out club yeah. he, he was driven everywhere in a big pink Cadillac right and he wore this giant bell tent shirt he right. said Bernard you fat bastard and he just without turning round he just said get it right son fat rich bastard <laughs> and um true though isn't it well yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway back to the dice of diet so the surgeon mm. uh, do you think there's anyone still listening <laughs> I think that would be one hundred percent. That is I you. Think people have you, you underplay yourself. Lost. You don't realize how much you, how I'll big play you with are. Myself. <laughs> Under I've stopped that now. Makes you go deaf, <laughs> blind. What? Yeah, I don't care if I do go blind. Do da, do da. That's a Mike Reed gag. Do you remember Mike Reed? Run around there. Frank Butcher, East End. Oh, of course I do. Oh, Frank was yeah. one of the comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it in, run around. And now he said, fella come home from the work. His wife says, don't have a word with our 12-year-old son. He said, why? She said, he's been playing with himself again. <laughs> so he went upstairs, he knocked on the kid's door. The lad said, come in. He said, son, you've got to stop playing with yourself. You go blind. He said, I'm over here, Dad. Might read there. See, right. I so don't. I don't tell jokes. I just you, refresh people. You memories. said. You said to me that your sister is the one who did the impressions, really. But you, you've nailed some impressions today. I can do him. I used to do Keith Floyd. Oh yeah. Um, hello, gastronauts. Yeah. I speak like that. But a lot of people speak like that now. See, you're nailing um, every single hey, one. And I'll tell you who I can do. Paul Mac, you know, <laughs> who's my mum's first cousin. 
Yeah. I know. You know, just we just wrote some songs, me and John, you know. And now the voice, I've got a croaky voice like <laughs> like Paul's, you know. And he comes to see us every three years, you know, he says, Hey, come pop round sometime and see us. <laughs> but don't you know. So uh Teddy Boy, ooh, yeah, go veggie. Obviously, you can't see what Ted was just doing there, but he was absolutely nailing all the gesticulations well, as well. I've, I've done that. There's probably another chapter to go on about <laughs> Paul McCartney, but yeah. um, my mum and Paul, first cousin, and, mm. um, and we, you know, we, we grew up with him and mm. his brother Mike, who was in mm. Scaffold, who wrote Lily the Pink Wheel. Mm. Don't you remember? Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 not generally, yeah, yeah. We grew up, Kate and I, mm. and my dad, uh, Paul, loved my dad, and mm. if you read biographies of Paul there's one called Many Years From Now mm. which is the only kind of official one that he's authorised right. he talks about the early days at Butlins and and he come down and stay with us and my dad because he didn't come from a showbiz family his dad yeah. his dad Uncle Jim mm. or my great uncle Jim McCartney had, mm. had a band Jim Max band in the 30s and right. so they're very musical family but no one had actually been a professional performer so he and John had started playing tunes, you know, singing songs and stuff. And, uh, That's spot on, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember John, he would come, and they'd he'd say at night, you know, they'd, he actually, we had a pub called the Fox and Hounds for a while, because okay. my dad, as well as being in showbiz, regularly left mm, show business. Okay. Usually at other people's request. <laughs> and he ran a pub in Reading called the Fox and Hounds. And they recently had a 50th, anniversary of this legend that had built up that Lennon and McCartney had first performed mm. in this pub mm. called the Fox and Hounds in Cavendish it's still there Wow! and they had because my mum and dad were the licensees and Paul and John they they'd been about 70 John's a bit older than Paul mm. and they hitchhiked down the summer holes it's before they went to Hamburg mm. the Beatles and before they met even George I think no they'd met George but they hadn't met Ringo and Pete Best or various people. Anyone had a drum kit was drumming. And they'd come and stay with us. And um, my dad had cut, cut a disc or two yeah. with uh, a group called the Four Jones Boys okay. in the 50s. And, um, you know, he, he'd done so many different things. And Paul always called him Mr. Showbiz, uh, my dad. Mm. And, um, and my dad had a wonderful musical ear, all my sisters. Mm. My mum had a mute very musical as well yeah. and arcade but all my sisters sing beautifully mm. um, professionally mm. yeah Kate was Stand. a great singer oh yeah, yeah it yeah. still is you know mm. she's, but um, my dad had that he'd listen to stuff and Paul said what do you think of this you know we don't mm. listen listen we've got a harmony here you know and Paul said when when my dad died I was on the phone to him for an hour mm. I got a message from MPL McCartney Productions my dad died uh Twelve years ago, I think. Okay. And uh, I just—I was at my sister Amy's house in Bedfordshire mm. with all my family, and um, the news had come through. And I got a message: "Could you, Ted, please ring Paul on his personal mobile?" So I rang. Mm. How you doing, son? And he was so moved; he was crying at one. He said, "You know, your dad was one of the few people that I could look at, and he'd suggest something, and I'd go right." And he said, "Then he'd look at you, and he'd give you that little smile." And the people, the men in Paul's life were his dad, mm. Uncle Jim, who he, again had a, a great ear for music. Um, John, mm. who was his kind of yin to his yang, you of know. Course. 
and people say that you know John was kind of fairly hard and mm. more hard hitting Paul was more lyrical and mm. Moon in June ish mm. but together they created something and when John was no longer around people said some of Paul's music was pretty you know what, like negatively the front, impacted front it. chorus yeah. and stuff like that yeah. although it's a good song the front mm. chorus but um so years passed and our son Jack who you know yeah. now works for Blue Peter oh amazing and um, wow. somebody said to him you're related to Paul he said well yeah and Paul was doing this big concert at the O2 obviously two or three years ago now yeah. and uh, it was the end of his tour mm. worldwide tour so Jack said I don't suppose there'd be any chance. I said the best thing to do is do it officially BBC get the well you're the producer I said approach him mm-hmm on a BBC email to his office yeah. get his personal secretary because there's two Pauls that we grew up with mm. there's one that was Paul Mack that New Year's Eve would come round and we'd all sing and with Uncle Joe Jesus. and uh, Auntie Joan and Auntie Ginny and all those Auntie Gin someone's knocking at the door yeah. there's a picture of it just down I'll show you oh, well, yeah, but yeah. Auntie Jim was like his you know when his mum died mm. Mary mm. Mother Mary uh, she she looked after and the big Liverpool family but the other Paul is you know Sir Paul McCartney which you don't mad. get near you can't get within seven miles of him anyway so Jack, Jack sent well. this um, letter off and he got this wonderful reply mm. and right at the bottom he said also if you could mention to Sir Paul we'd like to come down mm. with um, not Ramsey who's the young lady who presents Blue Peter no. um, they're going to come down with a small crew mm. to the O2 and present him with a gold Blue Peter badge. Oh my God! Because he'd waived the rights to, uh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Oh my God! Because of the NHS, 16 yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he, he wouldn't take. You know, normally royalties come off, and not he. What a guy! People say he can afford it, but he did it. Mm. And his mum was a nurse, and. Um, well, you're, you're you've got a big a big admiration for the NHS now oh, because huge, of what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's the same with with me as well. Massive, massive. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mum was a nurse uh, in. The NHS for like 32 years so mm. I've got a very very big admiration for the NHS and you're an advocate obviously for the British Heart Foundation now aren't you on yeah, the back of what yeah, happened yeah. so it's um, I was a nurse yeah really I know this sounds everything I talk about I've done mm. but when I left school at 18 with mm. me for arts A levels mm. so I had art yeah English literature general yeah. studies and religious studies okay so it, you know it, it's a bit like the joke about he said, um, I got biology and metalwork. So if you know a monkey that needs welding, you know, that's about all I was qualified for. And because I'd been in hospital when I was younger, I was yeah. fascinated with it. And I couldn't do medicine because in those days, mm. wrong though it seems now, but mm. generally men were the doctors and yeah. women were the nurses. Yeah. But there were male nurses around. Mm. And I signed up to do nursing at Clatterbridge Hospital. I didn't know that. I did student nursing, but I lasted about nine months right. until they realised the rate of patients dying. And my appearance on the wards were, was <laughs> in a correlation. Was unique. <laughs> yeah. So it's just one of the weird things I did for a while. But, wow, I but I still, so I've always had that kind of admiration yeah. for it. Yeah, and even more so when you died on on stage. So yeah, can, yeah. can you remember it? Can you remember it happening? Yeah, I can remember distinctly. I was very worried because the surgeon had let me. This is now linking up with about an hour and a half ago we were talking. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. surgeon had said, uh, "Well, you know, you need this surgery doing. Mm. What's your diary like?" And mm. I said, "Well, you know, if you say tomorrow, tomorrow." He said, "Well, 
you're on the right medication I was trying to get fit I was trying to lose a bit of weight mm. and you know um, so you had said, lost a lot though yeah you? yeah yeah well that, that's after yeah 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 thing. so um, he said well look I'll, you've got this big show coming up and mm. he knew about it he said I'll let you do it but as soon as it's finished that's the arrangement you come straight in and okay. keep an eye on you I said oh yeah yeah so I did it and then um, we re well we didn't rehearse it really we wrote stuff over the phone and talking and mm. thing and I was going to do uh, a spoof of I'm going to relight the fire okay um, and it's, it was going to be I never got to perform it yeah with big fire blowers at the back of the stage mm. and Dem Perry comes up through the trap door yeah escaping from Strangeways prison oh, nice. where yeah cool. he was around the, the corner story was he banged up yeah, in yeah. D-wing yeah face down on a mattress <laughs> and um and I came up through as Prodigy's fire starter mm. was blasted out Bloody and all you. the light sirens and yeah. effects and blue lights and mm. it was really great effect mm. and I was going to come up and do a bit of stand up stuff and talk about you know people in the crowd and things yeah, yeah yeah and I did all that and then um, but before it I had this strange feeling that something wasn't right and it wasn't pains in my chest because I had a different type of heart attack I yeah Cardiac I had a arrest. cardiac arrest as opposed to ischemic heart disease which mm. is where, where you can feel you know the, the standard things are pains mm. tightening in the chest mm. grey sweating but I didn't have those but I also had a, a kind of premonition that something awful was going to happen which medical people have told me there is a condition where somehow the human body and psyche and brain can foretell that there's something not right not right and something it's a feeling of doom you had really, that you had really that. I did and and in front of 20,000 people the night well. before I was in a hotel in Wakefield with the rest of the team and the only time I saw the show as it was supposed to be mm. was the dress rehearsal and it was in Wakefield mm. where they had a big sound stage that all the big all the big acts mm. you know take that used it Amazing. as a rehearsal room because it was the same size as the arena because it had to be massive for all the, the it's guests. such a big place the MEN isn't Brian it Brian Potter to be hoisted up in his <laughs> yeah, wheelchair I remember that medics yeah. and everything yeah. in fact there was a chilling thing that all the medics were there as actors bloody hell do you remember I, I, well I went three days after it happened to you yeah and um, so so I was in the hotel the night before and I didn't feel like doing anything much and mm. they all ended up in the bar and I didn't even feel like having a drink and I was sat next to Dave Spikey God. who um, as well as knowing Dave for years and years mm. I knew was also a medical man okay because Dave only recently retired as a consultant hematologist wow I didn't know that which either which is all disorders of the blood oh my god at Bolton General and he worked there and was quite a big so these guys, in fact, if you wanted to book Dave Spikey, which isn't his real name, yeah, you get this number and you come through and they they say Bolton General. You say I'm looking for Dave Spikey. Oh, you want Dave in hematology? You say why? Like, what's going on and here? Then you'd be booked to do a club or somewhere. You know? <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, but I knew Dave. So although he wasn't a doctor per se, um, he kind of knew what was. Well, I knew that you know most. People at that level mm. know things, mm. you know, and he knew all about it. Mm. He didn't know how ill I was, but uh, he said, are you all right? And I said, listen, Deb, I'm going to bed in a minute. Can I just say something? Tomorrow, 
And I don't remember saying this to him, but he reminded me. Mm. He said, if I fall on that stage, mm. collapse, I said, it's not a gag. Really? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. I know. And, you, um, you, you must have felt pretty grim to think that. that well, was it was happen. a sense of, it wasn't so much pain, it was just this feeling like my chest was going to expand and explode. Mm. And obviously I was, you know, so I rang Judy. She mm. said, well, pull out. And I said, well, give me 10 minutes, I'll think about it, mm. you know, and I was taking me on pulse, mm. which is probably where my f- fleeting time as a medic, mm. i.e. first degree, first year student yeah. nurse. <laughs> taking pulse. But we learned the basics and I knew, you know, how it all worked. And Checking their elbows for the pulse. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's many places you get a pulse, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that one there anymore. <laughs> um, so there we are. So... Um, and Judy said look come on she was coming in with my family with yeah. Kate and Molly our daughter yeah. and mm. loads of my cousins and, and uh, my sisters and because we weren't being paid mm. but the idea was that we we got loads of comps yeah free tickets yeah. And, uh, for the family which was great it was know. all for charity wasn't it the, yeah it was yeah, for yeah. Red uh, Comic Relief yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think they raised seven million over fifteen nights. Brilliant! I ra- I did three minutes and raised twelve pound fifty. That's the gag I did. So um, anyway, I thought no, I'll never get this chance again. Mm. It'll be fantastic. And a lot of us, to be honest, were doing it because the sheer excitement mm. of playing. You know, I suppose it's a bit like playing for your local pub yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah. told you're on at Wembley, you know. Mm. Because uh, it would have been what, like yeah, 14, 15 years after Phoenix Nights were first aired? Yeah, and, and of course you knew that there was the double delight of that, mm. and also knowing that you had an audience that would just adore you. They'd done, yeah, they did. Because the reason they came was yeah. not because they wanted to see something else. Yeah. They were Phoenix Nights yeah. fans. And it still it's astonishes loads. me it's how loads. many people still love it, and I thank God for it. It's huge. Anyway, I came up out the. So they said, right, you're ready to go. And apparently Steve Edge said to um, Toby uh, Foster, he said, uh, he said, Ted, all right. He said, he seems, I was pacing around. Mm. Normally I never shut up, as you can tell. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, they said, well, should he do it? And somebody said, well, are you going to tell him not to? Yeah, and true. So I came up and um, the lad said, right, you ready? And, and Ray Vaughn was doing his disco yeah. set. yeah. Uh, and he just played a Gary Glitter number which he scraped off at the last minute remember yeah I do he kept that in uh, and then the idea was he went down and up suddenly Prodigy's I'm a yeah. Starter Fire Starter yeah never want to hear that song again <laughs> and the the lads so the only person with me the, there was a, a structure under the aluminium drop downstairs mm. ladder mm. to take you up to mm. the thing a trap door opened mm. and next thing you're on yep. like in the arena yeah, in I am of... Maximus <laughs> only the Arsolimus Commander yeah and yeah. the only person on the stage with me yeah. was the cameraman who's they follow you to take because you, you're the size of a, yeah because you watch on the screens as well when yeah. you're in the, in the yeah. so there's the lad on the, the camera I can't remember who it was and I thought oh jeez I thought, right, pull yourself together. Mm. So, of course, they all started booing Perry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I flicked a few Vs, got, yeah. got a laugh. Yeah. And then I always remember all the worry. I was like, oh, God, this is good. Mm. I got some great laughs. Mm. I got, um, I did my one gag mm. that Peter borrowed. I since learned afterwards. Oh, really? Well, I've borrowed plenty of his. <laughs> the thief of bad gags, I am. 
And I, the gag was, I used to do this with big audiences. I said, yeah. anyway, it's a Den Perry here, just on day release from uh, Strange Ways. <laughs> Been doing a bit of emergency shopping in uh, down there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I had Dorothy Perkins shopping bag and <laughs> said, instant access, or as we call it where I come from, ram <laughs> raiding. And I got a laugh. And I said, great to see you. All right, love, how are you? Yeah. And the girls laughed, and I said, you you fancy me don't you? And I said all the old gags I said once you once you tried fat you never look back <laughs> got a big laugh great to see so many celebrities in the audience as well in the work yeah because Jason Manford was yeah there yeah of course were, yeah because Phoenix Knight is just huge for them as well if you're going to die do it in front of oh, them probably, the yeah. and, um, so I, I threw this one in because I knew he was a big fan hmm. I said and also just over there I don't know if you can see him folks a great Manchester lad Put Manchester on the map. Uh, he was a great boxer in his time, although he's put a few pounds on now. Mm. But a great guy. He's a blue fan. He's not red. Whoa. Yeah, the yeah. one and only three times world welterweight champion. What was, sorry, what yeah. was. Three times world champion. Ricky the Hitman. Ricky Hatton. Yeah. Ricky. Ricky. Get the camera. Can we have the lights? Ricky. And I'm peering out. And the guy gets and you go, oh, I'm sorry, love. <laughs> And that's it. And he brought that. I'm, I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I, didn't I know. See and this. people are all going, oh, hello. It's my mother in law. All oh, right. Oh, yeah. Save yourself. <laughs> Save yourself, son. I'm getting that tour, remember? Dive for the hills. Well, you'd be lucky if you do. <laughs> She's, her first husband died on purpose. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. No, no, no. She knows them all. She knows them all. I love it. That's Dorothy's just come in, the mother in law. I love it. Dorothy, legend oh, as well. She is, yeah. Absolute legend. She's um, ex. County councillor, hmm. and um, she's uh, I, I'm not frightened of her at all. She, <laughs> she is. Hello, are you all right? Mm-hmm. Good to see you again. Come in, Dorothy. We're broadcasting to a grateful nation here. <laughs> yeah, turn the oven on. You're all right, love. <laughs> Do you know what she's doing now? Go on. You know the chips we had? Yeah. Because you came here last night, yeah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a burglar. I didn't know he was supposed to be. We were having <laughs> chips from Toff's Fish and Chip Shop. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Oh. Mind the mic, so <laughs> professional. So she's now heating up what she had left mm. for a Saturday dinner or lunchtime, as we call it. Love it. Love it. So she's heating up the chips and she'll have a big chip bussy. We, we could we could steal it. You could try, mate, <laughs> if you fancy hanging onto your hands. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a go. I don't mind. I'll give it a go. Oh, so I'm, I'm gutted that you you. So anyway, to, to, to finally thing, I um, was on stage, got a few laughs. Mm. And then I remember thinking, I remember thinking, I better make my way over here because I knew what was coming next was the song. I'm going to relight the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix is my only desire. Yeah. And I had to hit those cues and marks for the stage crew mm. to fire up these great big burners. Burner cap, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I didn't make it. I remember just looking out going, oh, I'm so tired. And the analogy I use is, you know that feeling when you've had a really long day mm. and you finally get to go to bed, maybe you've been at a mm. party or a wedding or something, mm. or day at the courts. <laughs> <in> your, <case. laughs> your, your bed's waiting for you. It's half two in the morning. You're absolutely cream crackered. Yeah. And you got, you know, you've got clean new sheets mm. there, and you think, oh, just. I'm loving that, yeah. What should we get? Thinking, you know, you'll be asleep. Yeah. yeah. Just like that, I thought I'm just gonna have a lie down. And I just slipped very gently away. Right. And, uh, it's the wife. <laughs> tell that girl to go. Tell Pixie to go. Go on, love, clear it off. 
can give young girls something they've not had before. Good night's sleep. Anyway, that was the way I put on a Bernard Manning voice to do a terrible old joke. Yeah. It's not me telling it. Yeah. It's yeah. the spirit. The spirits are very strong tonight. <laughs> I'm getting the word. Can I say oh, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nonce. I know. He's wonderful. Alex. What a legend. Uh, uh, um, Clayton. Um, Clinton Baptiste. Clinton Baptiste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hopefully doing a show together, me and him soon. Oh, ah, okay, nice. I'm getting the word spirit. It's very, very strong tonight. <laughs> so I just slipped away. That's crazy. Easily. I'd love to have said that I got the white tunnel and the yeah. feeling, because I'm fascinated with that, you know, mm. but I didn't. But I just have a feeling of, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Mm. It was just. Oh, like, nice. And the next thing I remember is looking up. And with a crowd around me, and Gary, tell, tell them what you I did. mentioned, the paramedics in Ted, you know yeah. where you are, and, and Judy was there, mm. and uh, I said the right, how about this for Brownie Don't Points, know. first things I said to him, I said, I love you so much, darling. Oh, nice, nice. Anyway, they got me to hospital, blah, 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 all the family gathered mm. round, and um, I was in and out of intensive care, mm. and Paddy McGuinness told this story, I think on Jonathan or Wasp. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. He said... Um, and I do remember this. I came out into the room. Mm. They let me see the family. It's probably about, about three in the morning now. And they'd Bloody done what they needed to, to keep me going. Mm. I wasn't very... Mm. broken all my ribs, 12 ribs. Yeah, because normally still. it's only like one rib that gets broken. But you had 12. Lot, the thorough job. Because he kept me going for... F normally, after five minutes, if nothing happened, you'd give up. But he, he was you a paramedic. You know, Unbelievable. He, I mean, uh, so as they came in, I just apparently I went... Ta da for my next trick. You know. <laughs> and there we are. So I'm, I'm alive and well. And yeah. uh, thank God. And my lovely wife Judy's come in. She's just. Uh, are you having the chips from last night as well? Got some <laughs> chips. It's a while since that <laughs> bacon butter, I'm, isn't I'm, it? I'm, st I'm still pretty full from that bacon butter, to be fair. Yeah, you know. I am. I'm a growing you're, lad. You're 25, you never stop eating <laughs> yeah. at your age. I know. I when, know. You, when you're your age, you never stop eating. It's called a healthy appetite. <laughs> When you're my age, it's yeah. morbid gluttony. <laughs> I do like to treat myself, you know. I believe so. Do you do you have a greater appreciation do of I life now? I treat myself. <laughs> yeah, you treat yourself. Uh, you'd think I would. If you listen, if you ask dear Judy, mm. uh, I still worry far too much about things that I shouldn't worry about. I did have to have some treatment because when something like that happens, mm. it, it doesn't leave you immediately. The brain... Yeah, of course. You know, course. and so I had a little... I had some cognitive therapy and mm. and some uh, the new generation. They're not drugs. They they're serotonin relievers, yeah. so they they let your brain mm. function again. And so life's good. Yeah, good, good. And, that's um, good to see have you here. It's oh, very thanks, good to have you. Then you're on onwards and upwards from here. Well, and thanks for the beer, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. We're going to try some beer now. Time, ladies and gentlemen. So Ted, we got to the point in the podcast where we're going to play Daft or Craft. Right. Okay, so I'm going to give you three weird and wacky craft beer names. Two of them are real, and we're then going to taste them. Yeah. And I've made one up. Okay. You've got to guess which one I've made up. Right. Okay? Right. So the first one. Yes. Don't panic, don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> Second one. Hoppy, go lucky. Hoppy, go lucky. And the third one. Abba, bitter that then. Abba, bitter that then. Yeah. So I'll read them again. Don't panic, don't panic. Hoppy, go lucky. Abba, bitter that then. Which one have I made up? Uh, I'll say Mr. Manor in Capital Jones. Don't panic, sir. Don't panic. <laughs> so you said I made that one up? Well, 
Are you locking that? Are you locking that answer in? I lock that in. Ted Rollins, I can tell you, mate. Incorrect. <gasps> Incorrect. So out of Hoppy Go Lucky and Abba Bitter That Then, which one have I made up? Abba Bitter That Then. Are you locking that answer in? Are you yes, locking yes, that yes, in? Yes, yes, yes. Correct for the second time. That's the one you made That's up. That's the one I've made up. That, Abba Bitter That so Then. So the real one is. The real ones are Don't Panic, Don't Panic and Hoppy Go Lucky. <gasps> So you're going to try both of those now? Yes, please. Thank you. Which one would you like to try um, first? Well, uh, uh, Hoppy Go Lucky first. Hoppy Go Lucky first. Shall yeah. I go and get you a glass? Would you well, like a small well, glass? Well, only so I can see the... Um, yeah? Yeah, just... just uh, Yeah. You know your way around. I do. <laughs> this is... Um, let me see. I always say, you know, people say beer is not good for you. Well, all it is is water, barley, hops and yeast. What's yeah. fattening? Well, that's absolutely fine, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, first class ale limited. So that's the brewery. What percentage is it? Is it a heavy one? Four point one. Do pay attention. <laughs> well done, Pike. I was wondering who'd be the first to spot that. <laughs> do you like Dad's Army? Do you still, do you Dad's it? Army. I've not watched Dad's Army for years and years and years. It's but again, another another classical one. Right. So what, Ted? What I want you to do, mate? I want you to. Can you open that for me? Yeah, of course, I can. I can't get my nails under it. Well, I can't no nails. I bite mine all the time. Dude, well, stop it. Mine just. I can't help out. it. I can't help it though. Can't help it. It's when I'm driving, when I'm nervous around people like you. <laughs> right, this is um, Hoppy Go Lucky. Yep. A first class ale mm-hmm. made by a Hoppy Session Pale Ale, right? Here we go. So I want you to try oh, that, that and then, and then rate now, it out ah, of 10. Ah. That's not the beer, that's me having a wee before. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, look at that. What's well, all right, lad, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it smells of. Beer. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've, n- I've never been one of these citrusy fruits. Yeah, no, I'm, so a, I'm getting the all mm. a body shop in a box. I'm getting. <laughs> you could do it well getting, though. Yes, I'm. I'm getting. No, I'm getting. It, it I'm is getting a kind boot of leather. <laughs> right up there, Aries. <laughs> so give me. A, give me. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? It's. it's yeah. um, it, you see, we get so used to drinking lager that doesn't really taste mm. of anything. Mm. That does taste of something. Yeah. Very nice, thank you. Yeah, what are you um, rating out of 10? Zero being the worst, 10 being the best. I'm rating it free because <laughs> it doesn't cost any money. <laughs> free, oh no, not three. No, I'll, well, when you have to judge things, it's difficult. So you start in the middle, you say six or seven. Mm-hmm. It looks That's nice, really nice. That, yeah. Mm. And is this available in the shops or public bars when they're open again? Uh, I'd say websites mainly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, online. There's, there's a lot of these um, breweries there's loads. making their own. Craft now. beers are going up and up and up, genuinely. One of the most tragic sites, I think, during the... Well, mm. it, I shouldn't say tragic, it's not really, but... Mm. Well, I suppose it is if you make the ale. Is them pouring gallons and gallons away. and gallons away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they had to do it as a pandemic kit, didn't they? But couldn't they just invite all the... Local piss artists. You'd hope so, but no. I put a funnel and then just keep topping it up. But do you know what I have seen driving over here this morning? Quite a few pubs are getting barrels delivered, and I'm like, we're yeah, like, we're yeah, getting there. Yeah. I'm getting excited for that. I can't wait. Well, we'd be up in Crochet Booth. I've got to mention um, the Absol- White Bull. Absolutely. Uh, the Masons. Mm. The Black Dog. Mm. We've been in all of them apart from the Masons, I believe. I've been thrown out. Who's <laughs> oh, making me hiccup that? <laughs> Do you like it though? Very nice, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, seven out of ten, eight out of ten, seven out of ten, seven out of ten. Like it. So that was the hoppy go lucky, and then yeah. you can try just yeah. a little bit of a sip of that. Don't panic, don't panic. Yeah. I want you to rate that as well. Now this is 
Corporal Jones's beer. Don't panic. A session IPA. Session IPA. What's that sound for? Indian Pale Ale. Oh, well done. 3.5, so not as strong. Yeah. But as they say, it's a, a session beer. Mm. So you that can means, drink a lot of it. Yeah, without yeah. getting arse up. I mean, yeah. drunk. <laughs> it's happening already. I think you'll like that one as well, you know. Mm. Obviously, it's not as strong as that one. Mm. And you'd think the lager wouldn't be as strong, but yeah. that, is, that, is that a lager, the other one? Yeah, no, well, it's a pale ale. I think it's a pale ale, yeah. I think they both are. See, that's what they used to have in the old, before lager mm. was invented. Mm. Well, not invented. But it was a very uh, rare thing, like. Yeah, yeah. Although my dad, born and raised in Wrexham, mm. famous for many things, mm. one manufacturing magnificently all the COVID uh, jabs. Is oh, amazing! The big factories in Wrexham. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. they bottled it all up there. Amazing. Uh, the football club, which has been bought up by Ryan, you see, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and Co. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big film star. Yeah. What was he? What was he in? Ryan Reynolds is in all sorts. He was in Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, he's been in. Oh, he's been in all sorts. Really, really big actor. Oh, I like that. Don't panic. So is that better it's, than the Hoppy Go Lucky? Well, the way I put it is, I, I find that less frightening. Yeah. Because despite my advancing years, I'm a big wimp when it comes to beer, <laughs> and uh, I just like it cold. Yeah. And just not, you know the real ale. Yeah. Yeah. Do you read Viz ever? I, I, my dad used to read Viz. I used to sneak them, well, <laughs> which he's finding out for the first time now. They've got um, a regular <laughs> strip cut. Yeah. Uh, a group of fellas. And they're called, I don't know, I can't bring myself to say this. Okay, I'll tell you. They're called the Real Ale Twats. Right, <laughs> okay. And they, they're hoppy, fruity, set forth casketeers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're three old crashing boars. Mm. And they end up in the most dreadful scenes. Uh, they always end up getting beaten up and bottles together. But um, is that better or worse than the first one? Then I, I like the don't panic because it's not as scary. I suppose because it's one o'clock. Yeah, yeah no, Mind you're watching the rugby soon, so <laughs> you want to be able to see it. Yeah, you're my best mate. You know what I mean, pal? <laughs> so I just went cross-eyed then. Right. I'm not as cross-eyed as my wife Judy, who's heard all of this how many times now, Judith? She's I'm not out. even listening because I'm that bored. <laughs> hey, 32 years of wedded bliss coming up. 32 years. Oh, I love it. Never once considered divorce. <laughs> Good. Murder, yes. Murder. <laughs> oh, my days. Love it. <laughs> right, I've got, are you married? I'm like, no chance. No, no, no. But when I don't get married now, then my dad's going, why are you not married yet? I'll be like, Ted told me. Here's a question. Yes. So your dad was a, a big Wrexham fan, and yes. they have been taking over, but if I gave you a choice of three people out of these to take over Rosendale Rugby Club, yes. who would it be? Yes. Dawn French? Yes. David Jason? Yes. Or Dermot Morgan? For those who don't know, aka Father Ted. Oh, well, I'd say Dermot Morgan just because he'd still be with us. Mm. And he was a lovely man. And a legend. I, I, Worked with him briefly. I warmed up. Um, my lovely horse. My lovely horse yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. Ted, I think I'm going mad, Ted. Um, I, I, although Dawn French, if you were short of a prop forward, yeah. sorry, Dawn, you <laughs> lovely and spell. I shouldn't say that. He wasn't a great player, but great fun in the showers. You can't say that either, because women's rugby is powerful. And yeah. who's the other choice? Uh, the other choice was David Jason. Did you write this when you were drunk? What? <laughs> 
you know, do you know why? Because Dawn Fret, Victor Dibley, one of my favourite all-time series ever. Uh, David Jason, Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. One of my, again, all-time favourites. I was talking to you about Father Ted last night, weren't I? Yeah. So I was like, you've got to put so that on So what are your top three favourite? Well, we know now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's loads. There's yeah. loads, and they, they do tend to be the older ones. Yeah. Although, oh. I look occasionally at some of the 70s mm-hmm. sitcoms, and I consider myself a bit sort of old-fashioned, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, stuff and nonsense, this yeah. alternative rubbish. You can't say anything nowadays about people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch some of the stuff, and it's, you know, Love Thy Neighbour. Mm. Absolutely dreadful. Really? And the things it's just not stood the test of time. Because there's no irony, and, and yeah. Um, yeah. Jack Smithers, God rest his soul, wasn't the best actor in the world. Mm. But what bugs me is, have you ever seen Love Thy Neighbour? They no. astonishingly still show it on night. Still show it. <laughs> That is it. <laughs> went to a marvellous party, <laughs> drank Ashtis Bumansid, so I couldn't say it. Um, <laughs> You've gone off now, haven't you? I have those tablets. You see, what's it say on those tablets there? Don't drink. Avoid alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So then what's the first thing you do when you see them? <laughs> Go in, give you me two minutes. You have a very get stuck in, kid. <laughs> so you're choosing Father Ted to take over Rosdale Rugby Club. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I would. Uh, Living yeah. legend. I, he's the one I'd like to meet. I think I've met the other two, but um, mm. Dawn's a wonderful young lady. Mm. And, um, well, Sir David is um, Sir David. a legend yeah. in his own right. But, uh, but you know, the, the Only Fools and Horses had its moments for me, but wasn't, I think, some of the classic mm. sitcoms mm. were ones that... Um, Kind of went under the radar, like uh, anything with Richard Bryson was very good. Like, okay. Very good. There was one he did called Ever Decreasing Circles. Okay. Where he played this totally anal man called um, uh, Martin, and he mm. always had to put the phone the right way around. So people don't remember that, but the, that, that was very funny. Yeah, nice. Very good. Nice. There's loads. There's loads, and I do think the older ones are the better ones, to be honest. Although, have you watched Friday Night Dinner? Unfor- yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. he passed away, didn't he? Literally a couple of days ago. Mm. Uh, with the guy who plays Martin. Oh, but Paul Ritter. Yeah, yeah. I know. Shocking, that. Yes, I know. Shocking. Well, but that's that's a, a modern like in between us. Obviously, absolutely love that again. Like yeah. Friday night dinner, but I, I do prefer the older ones. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of the ones. I, I I like the kind of ones that aren't really sick, like League of Gentlemen yeah. and yeah. Number Nine. Which you were in. Yeah, yeah. Number Nine. I mean, mm. they are sick. So I've not heard of Number Nine. It's um well it's Reese Shearsmith with Steve Pemberton. Okay, okay. And it's just it's their addiction, obsession with mm. horror, mm. schlock horror, mm. of Hammer films and, and yeah. what they don't know, those young men. Yeah. I mean how they spent they it's marvelous. Yeah. And that's what I mean the song I get to sing Voodoo mm. Lady mm. in uh, the clock struck thirteen <laughs> and I was searching for that I'm seeing this is great. Woman. My darkest dreams. <laughs> she looks straight through me. Her spells undo me. Voodoo lady, sweet witchcraft me. Yeah. Love it. I, lo- I, oh, I absolutely love it. When it goes well, it, it, it's great to be part of this yeah. business. Yeah, yeah. And when it, do you know who said that to me once? Go on. Des O'Connor. Des O'Connor. Yes. He's another legend as well. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, he, yeah. Was, he was a red coat with me, Dad, Des. Really? My dad does. It's like <laughs> your dad does. Ken Don's dad's dog's dead. 
Ken Dodd's granddad's dog's dead. dead. And Gerald Sinstad's granddad's dog's, dog's dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> dead. Uh, this is just like a one-to-one personal stand-up for me. I love it. But you're talking about some of the people that have done really well, but you must be absolutely buzzing. Your niece Emily's smashing it. Molly is doing unbelievable things as well. Your sister has been an absolute powerhouse for female comedians since the 80s. Kate's just, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but she's just filming uh, with Ricky Gervais. Oh, exactly. Uh, Afterlife. Unbel- really? Playing a part in that, yeah. That's unreal. So you're not, you must be well proud. And she, she rang me, um, she said, oh, it's just, I can't tell you to hear Ricky Gervais's um, hyena-like cackle when you say a line because he's very encouraging yeah, to people yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never met him but I'd love to he's, a, he's one of my favourite yeah, guys he's, 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 he's brilliant just brilliant he hit fame when he was older as well didn't he I think yeah. The Office was the first thing he, the, yeah, the guy yeah, in he was, it was a pilot wasn't it so mm. he, he was in a group as well wasn't he he, he kind of yeah when he was younger uh, kind of um, Adam and the Ants yeah, style yeah 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 uh, have you seen that picture of him yeah, yeah it's right prepped yeah and what I love about him is he admits He's open it, about it, yeah. Yeah. His, his, his comedy is one of, he's definitely up there as well. And I think when it all comes down to comedy, there's two things. One is it's a personal thing. It's subjective. Mm. One man's meets is another But that's a great thing about it, though. But also, you have to have comic bones. You have to have it. A love of whether you're doing mm. it for 30,000 people mm. and you're earning shed loads of money. Or, or you're doing a gig somewhere and it just goes down well and what I was going to say to you about what Des O'Connor said to me I warmed up his show for years and years and years was on it once (laughs) still in my life (laughs) and he just said and he wasn't the greatest comic in the world he wasn't a comic at all really but he said entertainment or comedy especially Hmm. it's both the easiest job in the world Hmm. and it's the hardest job in the world so when it's going well it's fantastic and when it's not going well Hmm. It's really disaster. hard. The yeah. worst heckle I ever got was about 1980. Mm. I was at a club called the Willow Social Club Salford. What's a okay. rugby league club. Right, okay. I think it's still there. And um, this was, you know, I was going out as a young comic, stand-up mm. comic, in a time where there were many good yeah. working comics doing yeah. the clubs, and it was hard. You had to get a laugh within 15 seconds of being Bloody on stage. Hell. There was no kind of reminiscing no kind of oh yeah how you doing all right folks and yeah, all that yeah you know audiences will give you that now they'll play mm. with you let you feel into what you're gonna do mm. you have to just come out and go bang 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 straight away so i was um booked as a hilarious comedian and in those days they used to put on the committee board yeah what the forthcoming turns were have you heard of a turn no, no well no. it's a word for act okay he's a t- does a good turn him right so this week's turns are um uh, uh, Gloria, Gloria Swanscombe, uh, vocalist, yeah, fifty pound. Right, okay. well that would be top of the bill, fifty pound. Wow. Um, uh, Ted Robine, spelt wrong, or Ted Rogers. <laughs> Ted Robine, comedian. Ted Rogers. Well, I've been introduced to Ted Rogers really? a few times. Got arrested. Three, two, one. <laughs> and um, so Ted Rogers, Ted Robbins, comedian. Mm. In brackets, thirty quid. So oh my they, god! They used to tell you how much all the members, because it was a affiliated working man's club, so all the money had to be accounted for. That's it. So you'd see these fellas who'd worked hard. Or I say fellas, but mm. people who'd worked hard, you know, wives and families, mm-hmm. and, you know, knew what 
money was mm-hmm. and it was, wasn't to be thrown around they'd come in and you'd see them with their you know brown over bitter on yeah, 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 yeah. a pony do you remember Cherry B and Cider for the girls? No, no. Baby Sham. Well, oh, Baby Sham. No, Baby Sham. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Cherry B was a big drink. Wow. But um, and, and they'd, you'd see them looking at, and you could see the miners mm. stand there, or, or the, the guys who'd worked mm. in heavy industry, and often they'd have fingers missing from, you know. Mm. Thirty, who's he? Ten, never heard of him. Thirty pound. As if they I'm, told them I'm as working, well. I'm working for a week. Yeah. For that, you know. So they've already got like a, a an idea of how th- funny you'll be. CV's worth thirty quid. Yeah. So yeah. I swear to you, I was doing this um, club, the Willows, and I was mm. absolutely bricking it. And I was just on very early on with this, still getting the beer and the, yeah, all talking to themselves. So yeah. You have to go out and hit them hard. Mm. Well, of course, nobody had a clue who I was. Mm. I was thinking, what am I doing here? Why do I want to do this? Mm. And I stepped out and uh, evening. How do you do? Nothing, you know. People a bit of murmuring, mm. and I, th- I was saving up my best gag to hit him with it about twenty minutes in. Okay. Well, after about three minutes, mm-hmm. I'd gone through the entire act. Are you joking? Nothing. Really? My mouth had dried up like that. <laughs> and they say, "How did he do?" You see, you died on your ass. Died mm. on stage because. At that time, you rather you would. It's horrible. And everyone, there's no one to help you. It's just you. That's why it's the hardest job. That's Nowhere why, to hide either. That's why comedians get the most money because yeah, yeah. they can do it. Yeah. You know, fair place here. And um, so the gag. I'll very quickly tell you the joke I was saving up. And this was the joke that I thought it was my best gag. Mm. My great uncle Arthur died, and my auntie went to a séance yeah. to see it. So the medium said, "I'll try and contact him." She said, is there anybody there? And the voice come, yes, love, it's me, Arthur. She said, oh, it's my husband, Arthur. Oh, ask him what life's like on the other side. He said, it's not too bad, love. He said, we have a salad breakfast. Then we have uh, sex. Then we have a bit more salad. Then we have more sex. <laughs> then it's sex and salad all night long. She said, she cried. She said, Arthur, I never thought heaven would be like that. He said, heaven be buggered. He said, I'm a rabbit in Sesley Park. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's a very very old joke but it's I thought a cracker it was though yeah 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 <laughs> but I, I died for five and a half minutes it's a long time oh, the clock God. you can almost hear it going yeah 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 the second man you know yeah so I launched into this dry mouthed terror I said <laughs> anyway my great uncle Arthur died right and a voice said well he went through what are you laughing son <laughs> And here's Lily. <laughs> this is my granddaughter, Lily. Nice to meet you, Lily. Lily, would you like to be on the radio? Hello. Would you come and say hello and be come, famous? Come say hello in there. Yeah. Okay. Come That's Connor. Up. Nice to meet you. He's say a friend of Malmol's. Say who you are. Hi. Say what your name is. I'm Lily. No, no. How old are you? 27. No, how old are you? <laughs> You're nearly four. Four. And Lily wow. can sing... She can be Vanellope from the television programmes, yeah. from ah. Stretch Armstrong. What song, what's your latest song you can sing? Could, could you sing it for us? People would love to, then they can say, we heard Lily Robbins singing. Absolutely. Go on, sing us now. I can okay. bring it down to closer if you want. There we are. And her shoe line will be alright. Yes, anything. Yeah, there you go. Here we go. Get a little bit closer. There That's you go. It. I think. 
Very good. Very good. Yes, that's Lily Robbins with a bag of crisps. Then we, we do jokes as well, don't we, Lil? What are my jokes like? Are they good? Are they good or rubbish? Are they good jokes? Good. good. Tell us your favourite joke. The pig one. Go on, do it then. How do you sell a pig to a deaf farmer? How do you sell a pig to a deaf farmer? Do you want to buy a pig? <laughs> She's here all week, friends. It runs in the family. Tip your waitress. <laughs> You'll be on. Thanks, Thanks Lily. <laughs> Wonderful. That's well, amazing. on that note. Your favourite. Have you got? Have you got a favourite drunk story? Favourite drunk story. Mm. I, I do old routines about you know the pub I used to go to in Liverpool, yeah. the Pitbull and Stanley Knife. Yeah, it was that rough. Somebody threw a petrol bomb in. <laughs> One of the customers drank it before <laughs> it could go off. <laughs> You're full of them. I love in it. Real, in real life, <laughs> we used to. Um, no, 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 I can't do that one. Uh, <laughs> real life, well. Only uh, that, the funniest things aren't that funny, but mm. you know, you get to that age when you're about 15, 16, yeah. and you think we're going to try and go in a pub and get served with yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, me and my mate, Ken, uh, Keith Wise, yeah. and Terry Lynch, we were all about 15, 16, and um, Keith was the oldest. So, we sent him in ahead to the George Hotel in mm. Bevington, and he, I think he might have just been 16. Yeah. So, he, he said, um, to the barber said, yeah? What can I do for you? He said, you're 18. Yes! Yes, yeah, mate. <laughs> mate. Suddenly became Cockney. Merseyside, <laughs> yeah, Cockney. Yeah. And he said, um, what can I get you? Oh, usual. Well, what's that? A pint of beer. Mm. Any type of beer? Mm. And the fellow just ordered a brown over bitter. Now, you all remember that, but a brown over bitter was you get half a pint of bitter. Yeah. And a bottle of brown, and you mix them together. So that was a brown of a bitter. Is that still a thing now? No, it's a very old thing. Would you have it again now if it was available? I, I'm having this, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, true. It's free, though. True. Anyway, he drank the bottle of brown and drank the beer. and um, Yeah, so uh, everything I, I try and say about true stories that happened in pubs are either too violent or I wake up <laughs> with a crowd around me. But I do like a good, um, a good, a good pub mm. gag. Mm. One of the oldest is this rough pub I was in in Liverpool. Yeah. Fella said to me, do you want to buy a watch? I said, what's it like? He said, shut up, the fella next to you is still wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because things happen in pubs, don't they? They do. You know, I walked in a Great pub things. and a uh, real rough pub on the outskirts of Liverpool. Mm. The Eagle and Child is not there anymore. It's oh, known as the Bird and Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> rough as arseholes. All the local crims. The police quite liked it because they knew where yeah. all the crims were and hard men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was a student, so I thought I could go anywhere. So I was in there for one day anyway. Mm. And I walked in and I trod on a dog, Dilly. A dog had done one, a Mr. Whippy one, you know. Oh, God. So I just need a hazelnut, you know what I mean? Oh, for God's sake. Right on the shoe. Oh, dear. God. <laughs> so I thought, that's disgusting. So I cleared me shoes best I could. Moved down the other end of the bar, checking where I was going. Mm. This great big fella walks in. It's just a vest. Yeah. Well, jeans as well. Yeah. Muscles in his spit, tattoos. You know, love and hats because a pit bull had bitten his little finger off. And uh, all this stuff. Big guy, he must have been six foot three, about 18 stone muscle. Jesus. Either a welder or a, you know, yeah, scaffold yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, or something. Well, the p dog, he does exactly the same. <laughs> he went off. 
So I said, sorry, pal. I said, I shouldn't laugh. I said, but I've just done that. <laughs> Rub me nose in it. This has been Ted Robbins. Oh my god. Jokes you've forgotten. You think these are terrible? These are absolutely gold. Nah, they're not. They're bloody not. (laughs) What I like about this beer. Go on. This don't panic, don't panic, and. I'll be your lucky. Which I've mixed the two together now. Oh, oh, nice. uh, The more you drink, the more you like it. (laughs) Please enjoy alcohol responsibly. They put that on bottles of Jack Daniels, don't they? Do they? Please enjoy. Oh, my headphones are falling off. Oh, bit the microphone. Take that drink off me. They say, please enjoy yeah. Jack Daniels' responsibility. That's never happening, is it? You know. Yeah, not happening. Not happening. Well, finally, Ted. Yes. Have you thought of your favourite bar, pub, or nightclub in the UK? Oh, that you, that you can uh, nominate? I'm going to nominate. We lived um, quite a while ago in a little uh, suburb. Mm-hmm. No, a little, little uh, town that... Mm-hmm. Hamlet. Hamlet. It's called Stacksteads. Oh, absolute central of the universe there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'd not moved. It was our first little house, an end terrace we had. Mm. And um, I went for a walk one afternoon. And there was a little stone building mm. uh, round the back of nowhere beyond. Mm. And I'd, I'd be hard pressed to find it now. And it mm. just said um, Kimberley Club. Oh, my God. I know about the Kimberley Club. Yeah. I've never been, but I've heard about it. So I looked through the letterbox, or whatever it was. Yeah. It was the middle of the afternoon, there was no one there. Yeah. I could see a picture of the Queen, God yeah. bless her, and these old, polished, wooden, little rickety tables. Mm. Seats for about 12 people, stools. Yeah. Anyway, my neighbour Jim, God rest him, Jim Diggle, passed away not long ago. Mm. Everyone's passed away. I know, oh God. terrible. You don't know, you're 25. No, no, but... You yeah, anyway, anyway let, let, keep, it, keep it light. <laughs> keep it light, keep it vibrant. So, um, he said, I right, come to Kimberley with me. So I went down, mm. Tuesdays, Fridays and Saturdays it yeah. was open. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I won't say it was like the straw dogs mo- moment where you go in a film, pub and everyone shuts up. Yeah. But it was. Yeah. And uh, so there's about half a dozen fellas sat there. Yeah. Uh, all smoking. And uh, and uh, this, I said, they said, this is Roy. He's, uh, how do you do, Roy? He's the yeah. uh, secretary at the club. And I get a drink. Oh, that's very kind of you. And you, you bought, you didn't get into rounds. Yeah. And they were pardon to these wonderful brewers. It was Timothy Taylor's beer. Bitter, yeah. bitter or mild. Mm. That was that it. That was it. Wow. And the legend was that you'd go down in the cellar where these two barrels were mm. and you'd pour your own drink mm. but you had to whistle all the time you were down there <laughs> because while you were whistling yeah. you weren't supping oh my god really yeah, yeah. that is incredible and it was like 85 pence a pint oh or something. my god and it was good beer good company yeah and um, if you were lucky you had to get your name down for a pie mm. early or a black pudding I love this Saturday's black pudding and occasionally they'd have musical entertainment okay and it was the oldest working man's social club in mm. the country and it was still powered by gas by gas yeah. mains gas as yeah. well not not bottles of mm. uh, you know butane or whatever mm. it is you get it was mains gas and it would hiss and rise and 
It had a sulfurous kind of, and your clothes the next day. You stink of it. Stink of it. So it's not getting away from it with the missus. It's a headache. And, you know, you, half one, you'd think, oh, I'd just better get home now. <laughs> Before I pass and out. I didn't realise I'd drunk, yeah. It's a cracky nomination, that. I'll um, add it to the list. Yeah, it's a, it's a marvellous place. And uh, they won't tell you where it is. Yeah. In fact, early on, because I was doing bits on telly and radio then, mm. I said, this would be a fantastic subject for a little documentary. Yeah, it would. And I was taken to one side mm. by some of the older members mm. with a shotgun. <laughs> and it was explained to me that whilst I was very welcome, yeah, we prefer to keep it to ourselves. To ourselves. So yeah, don't yeah. be mentioning where we are oh or uh, everyone will turn up. That's mental. And it's where I was a member, £2 a year membership. Three quid a year? Yeah. yeah. Steep. And uh, I just keep saying I'll go back and see the lads one day. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully I will. Yeah, but, 100%. Uh, so that's me, uh, that's the pub I'll mention. And God bless her and all who sail in. Last girl is at the bar. Ted, well, that brings us to the end of our podcast, unfortunately. But thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. How did you find that? Effortless. Hey, that beer left. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty. Cheers, son. Cheers, thank you for coming on. <laughs>